friends, and welcome to The Seeker Podcast at Service of Change, where we challenge reality, question at which we've been taught in hopes of inspiring a new direction of thought to bring about change. I'm your host, Dennis Snappy II, with Service of Change, where you can read my book for free, I Am Human and We Are Not Who We Think We Are, at serviceofchange.com slash I Am Human. I have a uh, interesting show tonight based on a personal experience I had during the week, a thought that was inspired by personal experience this week, uh, but, uh, talking about the importance of community spirit and as truth seekers, how we try to find and build those communities. It's something I think that's very important. Some of us are doing a great job at it. Others, not so much. And that's where we end up feeling kind of isolated and lonely. So I'm going to get into that a little bit tonight and talk about it. Before I do, as you know, I record, I pre-record these shows. So today is March 22nd and, uh, you know, terror struck uh, Belgium today. And it's very unfortunate, you know, the tragedy that, that has happened once again those of you truth seekers out there, I'm sure you're doing your due diligence in researching this subject and watching it very closely. As it seems, the fear continues to spread. Uh, not so much the terror, but the fear. You know, and they are hitting. They are definitely hitting. Uh, you know, different targets throughout the world, throughout Europe. And that does tend to spread the fear. Terrorist mottos, kill one to educate a thousand. Well, they're educating millions or billions in the uh, in the language of fear. And uh, fear, I, I think, is a very dangerous thing for us. It's something we need to try to come to terms with and, and control because it, it can really hinder us in our, our personal and our spiritual journeys that we're on. But and sometimes, it, you know, it keeps us safe. But how much fear is too much fear for us to, uh, you know, be afraid to do anything? I know for me, it definitely limits a lot of the things that I do. And it's something that I've constantly struggled with. And that's because of the experiences I have, you know, in my previous careers and stuff. But uh, you know, my, my thoughts are definitely with the people of Belgium. And, you know, and that's the tough thing about this movement of as, as truth seekers uh, in this world. And not just into the spiritual stuff that I like to talk about all the time, but just into the, you know, the conspiracy theories and, and to, you know, the cover-ups and, and things of that nature. Um, you know, I know for me, speaking on personal experience as a, as a former soldier and a cop, you know, you have this experience, you have this knowledge, you have this understanding that is very hard to forget. You know, there's so many days where I, I sit here and I say, wow, life is good. I've got a wonderful family. I love where I live. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying my life. Why am I spending so much time trying to understand and prepare for stuff? And that voice inside my head says, because it happens. There are these acts of horrible violence that happen out there. 
You know, I've been in the homes of the of the domestic violence, the drug abuse. The, you know, I've been in the scenes where people have gotten assaulted for no reason just because they were at the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, I, I've seen the uh, aftermath of it, horrible civil wars and, and what it does to people and what it does to a nation and, you know, and heard the stories. And, you know, I, I've been there after Hurricane Katrina down in New Orleans seeing just how things were destroyed. So that's it's hard to really just think positive all the time. And that's, I still try to do that because as I've spoken about in my other shows, I spoke about a lot in my last show, the Trump effect, you know, with the Maharishi effect, we can influence, you know, that, that energy in the world around us. And I think that we can influence ultimately our reality with positivity. If we can learn to focus that, um, that emotion and that feeling through meditation, but, you know, a few more of us need to be doing it. A small amount can influence, you know, a large amount, but still my point is, we have to find that balance because there is scary stuff out there, but we can't spend our whole lives sitting here afraid to go out. And I'm guilty of that as well. Like I said, you know, and it's something that I work on every day. And that's kind of what I want to talk about tonight. That's a, you know, a, a good segue for me. Um, I guess about a week ago, uh, I saw, I read in the local paper where I live that an individual was killed tragically in a car accident, and he's a member of my of my local community. He lives, you know, in my in my neighborhood, and uh, you know, he. I've known the family since I was um, since I was a young child. I, I didn't know him very well. I just because we were in the same community, you know, we knew each other. But my mother was was friendly with the family, um, you know, and, and people that I'm friendly with were friendly with the family. So. I felt I wanted to be there to support this family at you know at the at the funeral service last week. I just felt drawn to be there because the the, the guy was a, was a good guy, he was a loved guy, and uh, you know you go and you try to support your community, uh, and, and that's what I did. So I went there to this service, and, and it was one of those one of those funerals. And when I go to a, a viewing service now, you know I I have to prepare myself, I guess, mentally and spiritually before I walk into it, because I'm so sensitive to all those emotions that are running raw. You know, I've walked into some services where it's like I'm getting hit, you know, with a sledgehammer. The emotion is so strong and sad and heavy walking into that I've actually had, it's almost as if I'm being pushed back out. So I try to ground myself before I go in. And when I went to this service, I didn't feel that. There was a lot of sadness there. Don't get me wrong, but there was a lot of joy there as well. And that, I thought, was a, was a beautiful thing. It wasn't one of those funerals that you just feel like it's draining the life out of you because it's so horribly sad. It was a very sad thing that this man died at, at such a young age. But so many people loved this man, and that came through very strongly, that he was a very well-loved and respected man. And when people got up to speak... They shared stories about their, you know, he was, he was very into sports and they had these wonderful stories about how he was a coach, how he was a player, how, you know, they would have fun doing, playing all these different sports together over, you know, 40, 50 years playing together. Um, And it was just such a strong sense of community and a strong bond in there. And then the priest got up and spoke and he, or I'm sorry, the pastor, and he had nothing to do with sports with what he was saying. Uh, but he spoke more on on my level of stuff, which I thought was really fascinating. That he talked about reality is not what you think it is, and and, and just kind of going all out there. And he's, he was saying, you know, I don't think many of you are going to understand exactly what I'm talking about, but I hope that I'm planting a seed. I'm like, wow, this guy's a, a you know a truth seeker. Wow, listen to this. And he, and he's 
He's a pastor. You don't expect to hear pastors speak that kind of doctrine. But he really caught my attention. But then I started thinking about this, and I always feel torn and, and uncomfortable when I look at when I look at people that are very into sports. I shy away from it. Number one, I'm just not interested in sports. I've never been a sports guy. And I, I almost at times I'm going to make a confession, and I mean no disrespect to this, but sometimes I look at people that are so into sports, and I, I kind of roll my eyes at them like. There are so many other more important things going on in this world. How can you be so focused on sporting events? And I, I have to catch myself. And I really put myself in the check at this service the other night because the love that came out of all of this community's uh, affection for the game, love for the game, love for sports, the community that was built based on their love of sports and the common bond and and a lifetime of fun that these people have experienced and shared in was invaluable. You know, so uh, there's those times when I want to roll my eyes and say, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. It's a game. Get over it. But but with the right balance and, and the and the love that this brought, you know, it just gave me a new perspective because, like I said, sometimes as truth seekers, in our minds, we are dealing with some really heavy stuff. We are dealing with some heavy concepts. So it's tough for us to unplug and to do something that that's not going to change the world, that's not going to save the world, that's not going to fight the power because we feel like, well, there's so many other important things going on. But at the end of the day, what I keep thinking about is, well, what if I was to get hit by a car tomorrow and die or something? I was just, you know, at the end of my life. And I said, well, I spent my whole life searching for answers. And I enjoy it. I really do. And this is not a tedious task for me. I enjoy it. But what other good times are we missing out on as well? And isn't that, shouldn't that be an integral part of the human experience that we go out and we live life to the fullest extent possible? And I think sometimes, I know for myself included, some other truth seekers out there that I've spoken with, I think that's common for all of us. And we need to sometimes really find a way to unplug. And, and why I'm calling this this podcast Community Spirit is because we need to find our community. And even if that community is a community of truth seekers, I mean, that's what we want. We want like-minded people. I'm not a religious guy, you know, and I have my very strong reasons for that. But because this pastor spoke on a level that I understand, and, you know, I pulled him aside afterwards and I spoke to him. He says, yeah, this is the type of stuff I talk about in my church. I was actually drawn to, you know, wanting to go check out this man's church and see what what it's all about. And I'm not a church guy, but I've got young kids. You know, I have a family and I'm thinking maybe there's a community of people there who, although it's not the exact same level, you know, or I'm sorry, interest that I have in that realm, it's pretty close. And maybe we can build a sense of community or I can join a community. I mean, you ever look at your church groups? You know, I know know a lot of times people get frustrated with organized religion and the dogmas behind it, you know, and and I, I share some of that, but there's such a benefit to that as well. These communities of people, they do a lot of good. And they, they seem like they have a lot of fun at the same time, you know, and my wish is that we could have uh, a community of like-minded people who, who have the same interest or the same path as us as truth seekers, especially, you know, with the things that I'm looking into and that I talk about in my books, you know, with uh, I Am Human, Food for the Archons, and things of that nature. 
I'd love to build a sense of community like that or join a sense of community like that. But I always feel so afraid to go out and, and take that risk and, and to uh, to take that first step to, to, to try to be a part of something like that. And, and when I see those opportunities, I kind of only open up so much. I only tend to go so far. And maybe this is more just me a, a personal vent session for me. I hope that's not how it's coming off. But my point is I think that it's important for us to build that sense of community. And I think that's something, at least in America, that has gotten lost, is that we don't have a strong sense of community. See, there's pockets of it here and there, but for most of us, we don't have that anymore. We go to work, we have our work friends, we have our college friends, we have our home friends, we have our neighbors. But we don't really have that, that strong sense of community anymore. We're back, you know, early, back in, I guess, the, what, the 50s and the 60s, you know, you had your neighborhood and everybody was involved. You had your block parties, you had your birthdays, and, and everybody in the neighborhood was there. And everybody, you know, and you see, I guess you see that with some of your church communities as well. I just think that's lacking. I think that's so important. I think that besides all this knowledge that we're trying to seek and to obtain, I think we also need to make sure we take time to enjoy the human experience. And I think if we do that, it reminds us that there is something that's worth fighting for. And it also allows us to just unplug and de-stress and be a part of this experience that we're, that we're fighting so hard to protect, to save, to, to liberate, whatever you want to call it. Well, let's take advantage of that. And I'm not saying kick back all day long and stop your searching and, you know, but find some time, make some time and, and be a part of something, something beyond what we're normally doing. Because you learn stuff, you learn stuff in, in places that you may have never expected to learn things. And, you know, and sometimes it takes a while for those lessons to kick in. But having had multiple careers myself, I, I can tell you. You know, I'm amazed at the things that I've learned, uh, you know, on a spiritual level that I never expected to learn showing up on a, on a, you know, domestic violence case as a police officer or, you know, being a teacher in a, in a middle school, uh, you know, classroom. So it's amazing the wide range of experiences that you can have. So what I'm saying is if you have an interest in something, go out and, and explore it and see what sense of camaraderie is there, what sense of community is there and what you can build on that and how you can grow and, and again, be a part of it. You share their interests, maybe they'll share your interests, and, and who knows? Who knows where it's going to go? But I, the goal of this is for us all to grow together. All right, I'm rambling now, as I tend to do from, from time to time. But, uh, you know, this is kind of a different format for the show tonight. I, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd also, what I'd really love is to hear some suggestions on what you would like to hear on this show. I, you know, I, I, the fan base is growing, and I'm so thankful for, you know, for my uh, repeat listeners and for my new listeners. I want to hear from you. Go to servicechange.com, click on the, the Seeker Podcast link, and there's a there's a um, box on the left-hand side. You can put a comment. You can put something, you know, hey, I'd love to hear about, you know, this topic, or here's a link. Check this out. Can you talk about this on the show? I want to hear from you. You know, I'm looking for stuff to cover this week. You know, I, I was thinking long and hard. I wanted to do this topic, but it's not, you know, it's not the norm for a topic. So uh, sometimes I do run out of ideas on, on things to cover. So I'd love to hear from you, uh, you know, and, and what your thoughts are and, and what you'd like to hear on the show. And also, if you'd like to support the show, click on that bookstore tab at servicechange.com. Any purchase of any of the books, you know, published by Service Change, that's also going to help support the show because, uh, you know, I can definitely use that support. And there's many ways to listen: iTunes, SoundCloud, the Service Change app. You can get by clicking the app at the top at the banner at the top of uh, Service Change. And lastly, I'd love for you to sign up for the uh, Service Change the Seeker newsletter. 
um, you know, where you'll get exclusive content from me every week along with, uh, you know, links to the show and the show notes and things of that nature. And that's the best way besides the Facebook page, besides Twitter, besides Instagram. The Seeker newsletter is the absolute best way to keep in touch and to, to share your thoughts and to get the latest updates and the progress reports on Food for the Archons, which is moving along quite nicely, I might add. Uh, make it, made some good progress on it this week, moving into, I think, the third section of the book. So I'm pretty excited about that. Oh, and the last, lastly, check out the uh, the forum tab as well. It's a new forum, uh, so the numbers are growing, but we can go on and talk about you know the show and stuff right there if you enjoy those online chats and the online forums and everything. It's another great way to communicate and stay connected. So that's all the time that I have tonight. I'm going to go ahead and end the show here. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of The Seeker podcast. I'm Dennis Nappy II with Service of Change, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning and keep an open mind. Thank you. Welcome to Truth Seekers.